Welcome to WebRush, the weekly talk show that brings you stories of real-world development from industry experts and developers like you and me. Each week, Ward Bell, Dan Walleen, Craig Shoemaker, and John Papa find out what it takes to write, deploy, and maintain apps that stand up to the demands of the real world. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome back to WebRush. This is episode 168, and today's topic is all about building Firebase applications with Angular in the JavaScript framework ecosystem. And today, my name is John Papa because, well, every day my name is John Papa, and my co-hosts along with me are Craig Shoemaker, Ward Bell, and Dan Walleen. How are you three doing? Awesome. Present. Oh, I'm, I am so ready. So ready. So today I have learned that no matter how much money you spend on audio equipment, thank you, Ward, <laughs> we all still have problems. And maybe the ratio of problems is related to the amount of money you spend on it. I don't know. <laughs> well, John, could be. But, I, I, I you know, and it, it, it's, yeah, I got five lights staring at me, the expensive camera. I've got one of those teleprompters. I have four remotes because that's what it takes to control four lights. I got a soundboard, a mixer, and none of it's working for us. So, yes. But just today, to be, to be very fair, this is always working for Ward. And honestly, we should do a podcast <laughs> some point. Every third podcast. We should definitely do a podcast some point about the equipment because I think, you know, this at-home world is not changing anytime soon. And today I also learned going around the table that Craig Shoemaker is sleeping on his couch right now. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave that comment right there. <laughs> yeah, no follow-up no follow allowed, Craig. <laughs> I've also learned Thanks, today John. through – about Dan Walleen, that he is very concerned about the number of cats that you can carry from Florida to Colorado. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm just going to leave arms. that comment there, too. You, you is that what arms. you did at Disney World? Is that what you did at Disney World? You, 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 you grabbed stray cats? No. Did I ever tell, did I ever tell you about, um, my, in my first job, the guy, the neuroanatomist who worked on cats, and he did not, I mean, when I say worked on them, you don't want to know what he, a ner but think what a neuroanatomist does. And he didn't buy cats. He collected them on the streets of New York. I'm not going to tell and my he wife showed, that. <laughs> he, he, or yeah. disturbing to me on many levels. I don't like oh, this. He, and he showed me how you catch a stray cat. And I figured, Dan, if that's what you're doing in Florida, I oh, can yeah. show you a technique. I, um, it's a, it's a special technique for pinning the cat, swirling them in the air, throwing it in the bag. Wow. It's, it's uh, my wife literally carries around cat food in her car because when we see stray cats, she'll pull over and give them some food because she feels bad, you know? So anyway, if anyone's in Arizona and sees a cat, let us know. We'll go out and feed it apparently. So <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap up this conversation about cats with something that's just totally everybody should get into. And it's, it's, it's my pick. So I'm going to do my pick now because it's on topic. And that is if you haven't played the game Exploding Kittens, I'm not just going to leave that right there. I'm going to put a link into the show notes. It is a fun, fantastic game. Is it game. fun? Because I've got a request for game night to play that and we bought it to try it. I don't it know is. how it's going to go. No, it good. is awesome. Yeah. And the rules are simple. So it is just so much fun. And I love cats. Are, are, but... you, are you implying anything by that, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> even Ward could do it, right? We could do like even a Ward commercial. Exploding kittens. So simple. Even Ward could do it. <laughs> no kittens were harmed in the making of this podcast. 
So now let's get back to the topic, which is Firebase. And our special guest today is Ankit Sharma. How are you doing, Ankit? Hi, John. I'm doing good. How are you doing? We're doing great. And the fact that you stuck around for this podcast through all of our crazy antics so far <laughs> uh, shows that you, you, you are either... Shows you uh, have no judgment <laughs> at all. I am really enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought I was here to do a podcast. Little did I know I was going to learn about cats this whole time. <laughs> and that's doing a technical podcast. <laughs> so let me tell everybody in our audience a little bit about you, Ankit. Ankit is an SDE3 at Cisco, and he's also a GDE for Angular, a Microsoft MVP, an author, a speaker, and most especially, a passionate programmer. And you came to us talking about Angular and Firebase because you've built some apps with this combination. Is that right? Yes, John. That is correct. Well, tell us. I mean, what what is what is Firebase, first of all? Let's start there because I think most folks in this podcast know Angular is a framework with, with the web technologies. But what exactly does Firebase do for you? Okay, so let me start with the basic uh, idea about Firebase. Uh, so Firebase is a mobile and web application development platform. So it is uh, developed by Firebase in 2011 and then acquired by uh, Google in 2014. And Firebase is considered as a backend as a service. It will provide you a full-fledged backend which you can in easily integrate within any uh, front-end technology and get your app running in no time. And Firebase provides uh, you a comprehensive list of uh, products uh, in different category, which can help you enhance the quality of your product and also help you monitor uh, the traffic and uh, other stuffs on your uh, website. So, so I'm going to interrupt you for a sec. Tell, tell me a little bit more about what does backend as a service mean? I, I keep hearing like everything is an AAS thing these days. What does backend as a service mean? So, back, so it provides you all the backend capability out of the box. You don't have to set up, for example, if you want to do hosting, for example, it's already over there. If you uh, it already provided by the uh, Firebase, you want to do authentication using Google, Facebook, or maybe email uh, custom authentication. It is provided by Firebase. You want to have a database. Uh, it's already uh, have a uh, NoSQL database called uh, Cloud Firestore. You can use that. So the, the services are already there. So you don't have to set up the things. You just have to push your data, and uh, and the Firebase team also provides you SDK, which helps your life easy as a developer. So you just get the data, push to your the backend, and your app is running in no time. Hey, John, I have this great idea for a mobile app. I want to use native features like the camera, photo gallery, and geolocation, but I just don't have the time to learn a new language like Swift. Yeah, but you do know JavaScript and web tech like React, Angular, and Vue, right? I do. But how does that help me? Well, if you use the Ionic framework, you can use your JavaScript skills and you get fully styled iOS and Android mobile components. Plus, it uses a capacitor to talk to all the native device platforms. So if I use Ionic and capacitor, I don't have to learn a new language. My JavaScript skills give me what I need to build a cross-platform app. Absolutely. And you can check it out at ionic.link slash webrush. I'll do it. Dan, you've done some Firebase, if I recall correctly, uh, with with Angular and some of the some of the demos and things we've talked about. What's I mean, what kind of things have you done with this that have uh, really made you think about using that? Uh, you know, honestly, I've only done some prototype stuff, so I'm probably not a great person to answer. But what I can say is that it shielded me from a lot of those intricacies that I would have to set up, um, and you can get started just so much quicker. Then if I said, well, I'm going to do all the authentication myself, I'm going to do all the database myself, I'm going to do everything myself. Uh, 
Um, that's the big thing I saw from it. But again, I've, I've only used it for prototype stuff. So, you know, my first uh, memories of Firebase are, gosh, I'm going to say it was NG Conf 2014 or 15. And I remember seeing Firebase as a vendor set up in the hallways of this conference for NG Conference, Angular conference. And they weren't yet acquired by Google. So it must have been way back then. But I was wondering back then, I was looking at them going, wow, that's a, it's a really cool concept. This whole idea of, you know, you just create the front end and you don't have to worry about setting up all this back end stuff. I mean, uh, and I've since used it, um, used it in pieces then. And I always thought it was fascinating that Google purchased them. Like, how does this, when you're using Firebase, I mean, Google has their own cloud platform too, GCP. So is it part of the Google Cloud Platform? Is it separate? How does it kind of meld? Yeah, actually, both are kind of uh, mixed up. Uh, it's, there, is not a, there is no clear separation between them. Uh, but uh, Google Cloud and Firebase has some overlappings also. But uh, from maintenance and SDK perspective, the Firebase is different. There should be, uh, and But uh, uh, services provided are different also in both the platforms. Firebase provides some different service. GCP provides some different services. So when, when you're building some kind of an application uh, using this technology, can let's step back a little and think about and, and share with us what kind of applications are ideal. Like if I'm a developer or a technology decision maker, what kind of things do you recommend that this combination of Angular and Firebase are good for? Uh, Angular and Firebase is one option, but I will also like to add that you can uh, integrate Firebase with any kind of front-end. Be it, uh, you can use it with uh, your web apps, you can use it with your mobile apps, you can use it with your Unity C++ application. So it's just a back-end ready. Front-end is your choice. And from Angular plus Firebase uh, perspective, what I have uh, believed that... Uh, it can give uh, the SDK is already provided by the Firebase team. So it is very easy integration. You get the data from the user. You do all kind of manipulation and put it on your database. You get authentication out of the box and you get hosting out of the box. So everything is provided. And now it's up to uh, your imagination. You can create a, a production application with Angular plus Firebase. It's very uh, so let's dig into to some of that a little bit. I, I know that some of, I haven't used Firebase, but I know that some of the, the big draws to it are the developer ergonomics of, of using it. And so I'm curious, like how easy is it to get data in and out? And when you say that um, security is baked in, what's required for you to, to authenticate? Like how hard is it for you to you know, uh, restrict an, uh, an endpoint and allow people to have access to it? Okay, uh, so I have integrated uh, Google Authentication since it is a Google product. So Google Authentication is inbuilt. If but it also provides authentication from other providers like Facebook uh, and uh, you know uh, by emails and there are like some fifteen to sixteen authentication services provide. Uh, setting up Google uh, service is just like clicking one button on the back end. That's it. Click on enable and it's enabled. And on the front end, you just have to call the SDK service. And it will uh, uh, do all the kind of communication from, it will uh, get the data from your uh, uh, Firebase and it will set up the session on your UI. It is as, it, uh, as easy. It also has a pretty easy authorization. You know, you th we've been talking authentication and I think, uh, Craig, you were alluding to authorization. How easy is it to establish, for example, roles for different users and, and constrain uh, it, it, to some fine degree, access to this, that, or the other thing within the Firebase world based on who you're signed in as, not just get you signed in. And my impression was that 
Firebase has also got some pretty intuitive and easily used dials and switches for that purpose. Am, am I right about that? I have not uh, uh, I have not checked about authorization much in detail. However, I have implemented authorization from the Angular's perspective. It's kind of custom authorization, role-based authorization. Like I have defined admin role and user role, and I have done authorization. But I have not used I have not explored the inbuilt authorization mechanism of Firebase there. Well, I could be misremembering that and just wishing it had it. But I um, my my sense was that you know. So, so like Dan, I have a tendency to poke around at things, to look at things and not, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not able to use everything that I look at. Uh, so I may be confusing it with some other technology. Um, so let me, let me throw this also out at you because there are competitors in this space, right? Like Azure offers, uh, you know, a quicker path to, uh, you know, you know, uh, where they say, look, we'll take care of all that stuff. We'll try and make it easy for you. And, and AWS, I think to a lesser degree is in that game of, of, co- of course, they've got capability uh, out the wazoo, but they don't. But I, mean, I don't know if they have that focus on ease of use. But the thing, my impression from the Firebase world is that it's it's leaps and bounds above these others in terms of how easy it is to get started and to use. And leading me, so is that that impression your impression as well? Yes, I completely agree with you, Ward. Uh, I have worked with Azure as well. I, I, I have not worked on AWS, so I cannot comment on that part, but I have worked with Azure extensively. But I still say getting started with Firebase is pretty much easy, and integrating with Angular is even easier. The reason is both of them are Google uh, products, so they, they have created some HDK, which makes your life super simple. So it's like a very uh, good abstraction. You have to just, for example, if you have to do a sign-in with Google, you just have to call method sign-in with Google. That's it. Done. That's the one method call and sign-in with Google will be integrated. So uh, integration with Angular plus Firebase is a very simple deal with the help of the HDK. And uh, that is very helpful for the developer experience also. So so, so let me tell you where I, you know, then I... uh, um, you know, I'm I'm an enterprise-oriented developer, and I'm always thinking about uh, relational databases, not not NoSQL databases. Though I I'm kind of a fan of of having your application use both, even in combination, if that makes sense. Uh, but the big thing is, all right, does it scale? You know, um, how can it handle enterprise what so-called enterprise scenarios and 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 what's the cost like? So I, I know those are nebulous questions, but I'm going to give you a chance to comment on them. Uh, so, yeah. So Firebase has different kind of plan. There are two plans, basically, in Firebase. One is a free plan, which has some limitations. And there is another uh, plan, a Spark plan, if I remember. I don't remember the name correctly, uh, which gives you all the... Uh, paid services and all. And regarding scaling, I think it has to be uh, handled uh, in same way as any NoSQL database is being handled. Example, MongoDB. It's a pretty famous uh, NoSQL database, right? So the same way we can handle this also like a key value pair in the JSON format. Right, but but it doesn't it doesn't if I want to, if I need to use a, C, uh, a, a relational database, then I'm going to have to branch out somehow to get to it. Is there is there a portal, a gateway or something where I can have something where I'm I'm living in the the uh, Firebase world, but I can reach out to to relational data somehow. Uh, 
uh, I have not explored that part, but I think you can integrate uh, with some other database, let's say SQL Server, and you can use some other services of uh, Firebase. But I don't think Firebase provides a, a relational database. No, no, I, I know it does not. I was wondering about how easy it is to reach out when I need to do something like that. Um, I guess I could always wrap that other thing in an API, but then somebody has to to provide the hosting of the API. And I, I my goal, if I was signing up for Firebase, was to try and do as much as I can in the Firebase world, reaching out when I need to. And I, and I was wondering if you had any experience with that. Uh, no, I have not worked on that part, uh, to be frank. So I, I cannot comment on that. So John, one of the things I like about AG Grid, which is a, a data grid component for the kind of complex uh, grid scenarios that we encounter all the time in enterprise apps. One of the things I really like about it is that it works for a variety of frameworks, Angular, React, Vue, or, or just vanilla JS. Does that ring a bell for you? Oh, it really does. There's all these different companies that I work with where they have no choice but to use a lot of these different tools because they have different teams working on them. So being able to port their code or share that code and that technical investment they have is really important to them. Yeah, well, it's important to us, uh, ideally, and we're a consulting company. And, uh, you know, we never know what our client's going to want to use, Angular, React, Vue, but they're all going to need a grid. And it's great to be able to reach for uh, the one grid that works everywhere, AG Grid. You know, at, at any size company, too, because you could have these teams that maybe they only use one framework, but eventually they're going to switch to another one and be able to take that investment again and use it, reuse it is really nice. So if a multi-framework data grid makes sense to you, please go check out AG Grid at ag-grid.com. So I know that Firebase does not have, it is a NoSQL database and it doesn't have its own SQL database. Uh, many of us have SQL data we have to integrate with. Um, and uh, I'm wondering what facilities you know about um, are available so that I can do that, reach out to, to my SQL data without having to leave the Firebase world, or if I do have to leave the Firebase world, how I do that in a way that I'm not suddenly back in the whole server setup and maintenance game. Actually, I have not tried with this scenario, but this is a very, very good uh, scenario to explore more on. Because uh, what I believe is that if you're in Firebase world, everything is so much integrated with each other that getting out and using any another database might be a difficult thing. But I have not seen any kind of SDK or any such scenarios. Most of the scenario which I have explored is related to using Firebase database uh, as it is. So there's a lot of different features and obviously a bunch that you can do with it. What would you say is like the sweet spot of its capabilities? Like you're building this type of app, come to Firebase when you try to do X, Y, and Z. What would you think those things are? So actually, uh, Firebase provides uh, you a complete set of services in uh, different kind of uh, categories. So one of them is app development. So those services which will help you with the app development, like uh, Fire, uh, Cloud Firestore, authentication, hosting, etc. Then there is another set of services which is used for improving the app quality, where you can do the performance monitoring, testing, app distribution, etc. And there is another category which is allow uh, you for business growth, uh, growth such as Google Analytics, cloud messaging, remote configuration, etc. So Google Analytics is built into Firebase and when you create a project on Firebase, it will be built into your application. So you can also see the analysis uh, uh, of your uh, application. So it will provide you a complete setup 
from all the angles so it will uh, give you uh, that's why i said backend as a service it gives you a complete backend setup which will help you to quickly build your uh, application uh, when it comes to the kind of real-time nature of data have you uh, dealt with that at all and because you know some of that's built in i know but is that an area you've worked with and if you have are there any scenarios where you found that really useful yeah, so uh, that is a very good feature of Firebase that it uh, syncs uh, data in uh, real time. Uh, so one of the uh, application which I have built is, uh, so I created a sample application for employee record management system. And in that, uh, there was a, uh, when, when you are adding the employee data, there was a drop down which shows the list of cities. So it was pre-populated with some list of cities and that uh, data is getting fetched from the database. Now, when you go to the backend and in, in the database record, if you add a new CT data, then it will be automatically pushed to your web application. You do not have to refresh the page. That is a very beautiful feature which I find and it, it maintains the data in real time. Whatever you uh, update on the backend, it will be automatically sent out to all the listeners. That's nice. Um, have you run into cases where it are, can there be concurrency issues? Does it? Do you know if it deals with that? If I step on someone else's toes at the same time, for example? Uh, yeah, concurrency issues can happen, but uh, that, that 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 is uh, a you know catch from the developer end that we have to maintain. Uh, that whenever uh, yeah uh, we have to maintain data uh, catch from the developer end. It's more based on the uh, reactive uh, RxJS principle, so that is how things are handled. So does that so does that mean then uh, if there's a conflict or concurrency that there's an event that's raised with Firebase that you then have to code for, or does it mean that last in wins or how how do you handle it? Uh, I think uh, uh, it's it's most about the the data uh, last in data. Uh, I don't think the developer has too much control over here. The most control lies with the Firebase. Uh, because as you update the data, uh, the Firebase handle all the uh, you know, Updation and uh, distribution, both like distribution to the, all the clients which is listening listening to it. Yeah, because that's one of those things that you know with concurrency you've got to think about. Like it's all it's always great to have real time concurrent data, but you could have three users. Let's say Ward and Craig and I are all updating the same thing. Uh, then Dan comes along and updates it on top of it. It's it's how does it actually get handled? Like the worst thing you want to do is just have it all get screwed up uh, or just have an error message to the user. Uh, which is why the two techniques I've seen in the past, mostly, if I could break it down into two categories, would be there's either like an event model where you get you get notified of it, and as a programmer, you decide how it gets handled, or you decide up front, is this going to be optimistic or pessimistic concurrency? You know, how does all that play? And uh, it's good to see that Firebase has a model, though. Uh, I think maybe in that case, we can use a, a queue where we can queue the data and then send to database. That is one thing we can do. I have not I have not explored that uh, concurrency part, but uh, that is what I can think of uh, the top of my mind at, at this point. Yeah, I think that gets into some good. We won't have time in this podcast, but uh, some good architecture questions that come up in you know certain cases where concurrency issues can come up, or where if a part of the system could possibly go down and another part talks to that, then obviously, like you just said, queues come into play and things like that, but. That would be another discussion. Ankit, this has been great talking to you about Firebase. And one of the things we always like to ask folks when we introduce or talk about technologies is where should people get started? Like, what is your 
guidance for those listening out there for if you're going to start building an application with Firebase, what's the place or the technique or the process that you recommend that they go to? Okay, so when I started learning Firebase, I started learning by doing. So I have to go to the official documentation. I have to dig through the GitHub repositories and uh, the uh, 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 whatever the services provided by the APIs provided by the Firebase team, I go through those documentation. But I have made life simple for other developers. So I have written an ebook which tells you how to create an end to end application uh, using Angular and Firebase. And uh, it is open source and available for free download. I will uh, tag it there in the show notes so you can get, uh, download it from here. And apart from that, there is also Git repository with multiple different kind of uh, application. For example, Angular plus Firebase, the basic application, then using RxJS, uh, and, uh, sorry, using NGRx for state management uh, along with Firebase. So I have also implemented that because the reason is that for every uh, hit to database, you have to pay the money. So uh, then you, you need to limit that. That's why I use NGRx to store the data on the client side. So that will give you a, a cost-saving uh, option. And then I have also created a, a small funny uh, game for tic-tac-toe, which you can play with anybody in the world. Like me and John, you can play. You are sitting at your house. I am sitting at my house. And you can we can play in real time tic-tac-toe. So those, that is a very funny application which I have created using Angular and Firebase. So you can, you can go through those links. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Please share those links into the show notes. And for everybody out there, please check out our show notes on the WebRush to IO website or johnpapa.net on my blog. And you can see those every week and we keep them up there. So you can go back and check out all the links that Ankit has shared. Ankit, again, thank you so much for joining us today. And as a final thought, we'd like to do our final thoughts. Ha ha ha. For everybody out there in the audience. Today, I'm going to start with final thoughts from Dan Walleen. Ah, uh, you know, I'm going to go with a thought. So, uh, Someone I know that he, I think he's been there a year now, crazy. He writes uh, docs at Microsoft, actually. His name's Josh Duffney. And uh, he had a great quote, at least I thought it was a really good quote the other day on Twitter, um, because a lot of us are creating whatever it may be, uh, whether it's applications or in my case, I also do you know a lot of videos and uh, stuff like that, events. Um, and his quote is, spend as much time promoting your work as it took to create it. And the reason I love that is, uh, and I kind of retweeted this because I, the, the thought came to mind, I'm really bad at this. I'm, I'm really good at creating things and getting them out there. But then it's kind of like, oh, look, the next shiny thing. And then I just jump to that next shiny thing. And I never really give uh, that new content some time to mature and let people know about it. And, you know, I think there's a difference between maybe bragging about what you did versus sharing what you did and letting people comment, making it better, iterate, stuff like that. So that was a really good quote, I thought, is, you know, if you're going to take the time to make something, you should also spend a lot of time kind of promoting that, you know, let people know about it. That's it. I like that insight, Dan. Thanks. Craig, what's your final thought for the audience today? Funny you should ask. Um, so our friend Josh Duffney, uh, has, uh, I guess, had some influence on uh, us in, in a couple different ways. So I saw him tweeting a while back about uh, Atomic Habits. It's uh, a book by James Clear, um, and it's Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones, which I started reading this last week. Found it um, really insightful and, and uh, I don't know, just, I don't know if it's effective yet. I'm in the middle of it, but it seems like a really good book. I've seen lots of people discuss it. And when Josh started talking about it, I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to go ahead and buy this book. So I think everybody needs to start following Josh on, on Twitter at Josh Duffney. Excellent. Um, uh, Josh, what's your final? No, we just heard from Josh. So, <laughs> I got to meet this Josh. Ward, what is your final thought for our audience today? Well, I'm going to combine some things for, that others have said. Uh, Ankit mentioned NGRX and Dan said you should self-promote. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say that uh, here we are, Firebase, supposed to be simple, NGRX, not so simple. But there is this thing called NGRX data, which is part of NGRX. And, and brag, brag, John and I wrote it uh, before it was uh, incorporated. And that will make your NGRX work life a lot simpler as you're trying to figure out how you're going to cache data. As long as you're going to use NGRX, you might as well use NGRX data. I sponsor that comment. Uh, you're right. That's that's a great point. We we don't really talk about that that much, but uh, maybe even it's some time word. I think we should do a podcast on talking about what it's like to create a proof of concept open source project and then try to get that incorporated into a larger community. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, we could do that, or I could also talk about life with NGRX data after three years. I think we could because it's. Uh, but that's another another time. Hey, Ankit, and all of my friendly co-hosts out there, and Ward, thank you for coming and joining this great podcast with us today and talking about Firebase and Angular. Ankit, maybe we should get you back on sometime and uh, continue this conversation, talk about Firebase and what it's like with other technologies, because you alluded to, you know, you can use more than just Angular, for example. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, sure. I would uh, love to join for another uh, conversation, but uh, maybe at that point of time, we can talk about some other topics also. Because we already have talked about Angular plus Firebase. Absolutely. We definitely could uh, bring you back in for that. And I know for all you out there, thank you so much for listening to yet another week of WebRush, the podcast. From all of us to all of you, thank you for listening each Thursday morning. And to all of our sponsors for keeping us on the air, Narwhal and AG Grid and Ionic. And what's that other company? Oh, yeah. Idea Blade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you all very much and hope you have a great week. 